Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hope everybody's doing well here on a Friday. Another beautiful day in Jacksonville. Heading into the weekend. What you got on USC? Anything good? Uh, it's so they're at Fight Island. It's um, Holly home. Are they ever leaving Fight Island? <laughs> Sometimes they do. I mean, that's become home base. Yeah, right? it has been. Oh well, for the most part, Vegas is still kind of home base as well. But um, at the end of the day, if hey, if you got an island with with a cage, why not uh, invest in it? So that's worked out well. And if yeah, if you can't put butts in seats in venues right now. Why not do it at a showcase place where you can at least take care of your fighters? Nicely put, exactly. It, yeah, so like these, Brett, like this is more of like um, the international fights usually because with traveling and, and COVID nineteen, obviously, a lot of them it's hard to get to from you know from European countries and things like that, or even like South um, African countries, like like Brazil. Okay, that's South Africa, right? South America. South America. Sorry, man. But <laughs> hello. But with that being said, it's hard to get to Vegas, right? So they kind of meet halfway, and that's at Yaz Island. So the main event this weekend is going to be Holly Holm, who. You know, it was a pretty well-known name. Beat Ronda Rousey back in the day, Fight, uh, fighting the upstart in Irene Aldana. Girl can throw hands, by the way. So you have a you have a, a striker versus a counterpuncher, which I'm all about. Whatever happened to Holly Holm? What do you mean? She's been around. I mean, because obviously she beats Ronda Rousey. Yeah. And that was her claim to fame. But ever since then, it's kind of felt well, like. So it was a rough one, right? So she beats Ronda Rousey. She shocks the world. She's set for, you know, to be the champion for years and years to come. And then she fights a girl by the name of Misha Tate. That's who, right. Who's a well-known grappler. Misha Tate chokes her out. And, you know, she's been fighting uh, to get back ever since. So she's still on the climb back then. Holly Holm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's had a couple ups, a couple downs, but yeah, she's still trying to climb get that championship. Who's like the most popular female um, MMA? By far, uh, probably Amanda Nunez. Nunez is yeah. such a beast. Amanda Nunez, such a beast. And she yeah. became so successful so fast. I wondered if she was going to be ready for the primetime fights that she was getting. Right. Oh, I was oh so, she's ready. I was so wrong. She's ready. I was so mistaken to doubt that. She's the champ champ, Brent. She's got championships in two divisions. I love the energy that picks up because Scott likes himself some MMA. I know, man. Oh, right, at home. right at home with Scott here. So will you watch Scott? Like, oh, oh, absolutely. You yeah. want like an every Saturday night? Uh, it depends on the lineup. I'm interested in particular fighters that I've heard of, and I'll check to see like the fight stats, see who's got a good win-loss record coming in. And if there's somebody that's on the climb, I'll start paying attention to see uh, if there's somebody worth watching and see if I can maybe uh, jump on board before the bandwagon start for the uh, for the new <laughs> fandom. I like it. But Holly Holmes is interesting coming into this fight. She's the favorite coming back this time around. And I've got to say, after watching several of her past fight performances, I'll recognize her work as a uh, a journeyman fighter yeah but i don't know that i'll ever pick her as a favorite again yeah i mean that's kind of the that's the thing about being a counter puncher right like you have to have a game opponent and right now i think with holly Holm, people are starting to figure out the rubik's cube of how to beat her and irene aldana is a very accomplished striker i'm um, a very smart intelligent fighter so she can probably play holly Holm's game but at the same time she can be patient and force holly Holm in a bad situation so i actually like irene aldana a lot um as the underdog here all right, uh, Fight Island continues. So we'll check it out this weekend. We'll get a report from yeah, golf stuff you want to talk about now. Yeah, yeah, some golf thing going on. Not really. Tournament. I don't, I don't think the next golf thing to really talk about would be uh, the Masters. Yeah, coming yeah. up in November. Mm-hmm. So that's it.
Only when necessary. <laughs> I got you, man. I mean, unless you want to talk about my game a little bit. How's it going? You, <laughs> right. <laughs> you seem pretty boned when you said that. No. You can't did, make did, eye contact. You just look down. You're like, not great. Did what you get in another say? half rack of ribs today? Nah, I didn't. No, I didn't play golf today. Uh, but I feel pretty good the way I, I feel so close in golf. But mm-hmm. I say that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's one of those games, man. Mm-hmm. Just feel close. And then you're like, I can't score. Mm-hmm. Still not scoring. I'm disappointed so far in my putting the last couple months. I feel that way when I go to the bar on Friday nights. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you're still social distancing, Scott, right? Oh, of course. Uh, same social distance, yeah. wearing the mask. You're yeah. the only one in there. <laughs> Don't say which bar. <laughs> uh, Brett Martin, Austin Lane, Scott in for Coos, who's tasting cake. Yeah. I mean, like when he put in for his day off, is that what he said? <laughs> I don't know. You think that's an excuse? I, I got a taste cake? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. All I know is three months ago I was told, hey, mark this date on your calendar and, and, and plan to be available. At least he gave you plenty of notice. Sure. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, usually I'm good about for like a week out. I'm like, oh, yeah, by the way, I got a wedding coming up. Oh, by the way, the fight's happening this week, Brent. Can you spot me? We know. Yeah. Uh, we uh, talk a little NBA. No chance. Miami don't, can't win, right? Bam's out. <sighs> I know. But I, it's, they weren't going to win anyway. It's bad matchup. I told you this. You did? Like... You're shutting fun down, Brent. I know it doesn't. I feel like that, right? I, you can get the sense when announcers, like on games, are like trying to keep the thing going and give you something to get excited about. Yeah. And I'm okay with this because I think LeBron and Anthony Davis and, and company are worth watching. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's a watch. I, they don't have to. I'd rather it not be a 40 point blowout. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it will. I mean, it's just not the way sports work. I mean, they're not going to beat them by 30 every game. I mean, they essentially did beat them by 30, even though the score was closer the other night. But it's okay. Like I, I, I'm here to watch LeBron and Anthony Davis. To be honest with you, I'm not here to watch Jimmy Butler or Bam or yeah. Tyler Hero. I mean, they'll have their time, but I, that's not why I'm going to watch the series. So, yeah. like, I'm okay with this one. I, I'm okay. I guess I'm okay because this is what should happen. The Lakers yeah. should win. Um, it's yeah. They no, should win. I, I hear you, man. And I think obviously that they're going to win. Um, I guess, like, and listen, of all storyline narratives, of all the times, you know, it's, it makes the most sense, it's definitely this year. But, like, even last year, like, nobody had the Raptors doing anything. And, like, to me, the Raptors were, like, the team, like, nobody wanted to see the Raptors win. Like, were you really cheering for Kawhi Leonard? You know, I mean, maybe because they're such an underdog. But, like, to me, it was all about the Warriors, man. Like, can they overcome Kevin Durant going down? Klay Thompson goes down. It's all on Steph Curry's shoulders. Can they make it? And, obviously, they couldn't. So... I get what you're saying here um, in terms of storylines. It just it seems way too perfect. But at the end of the day, if Bam's going to be hurt, if, if that team is struggling right now to put a healthy product on the court, then, yeah, it's the Lakers all day. All right. Uh, let me ask you then the bigger NBA story. This is a, The bigger NBA story now is Kyrie Irving's words mm-hmm. more so than the NBA Finals being a bigger NBA story. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. What do you think? Kyrie Irving essentially... This well, was a total get, dismissal of LeBron James. Yeah, can we get the quote real quick here? Well, Just you can pull it up. I don't okay. think I don't think we have it. I didn't prepare Scott that well. But Sorry. The, oh, that's okay. It'd been on me. I mean, you talk about a big heads up. It's five oh nine. We're talking about this topic at five oh nine in ten seconds. And he and Austin wants us to come up with the quote. That's oh, not I'm enough sorry. time for you. 
I could have swore I took this quote uh, yesterday. Actually, I told you to look it up, but well, it's all good. Well, hey, it's you told us about the top. Though. You didn't say, hey, can yeah. you grab the audio? Okay, so check this out. So Kyrie Irving, for the most part, says he's excited for Kevin Durant to come back because he finally has something, and obviously I can't say what I have to say here, but he has someone that can expletive um, make the shots that he does. What is what is Kyrie's problem? Yeah. Seriously, what is his problem? What? It's who he is. I mean, this, like, this is nothing new to me. Like, listen, at the end of the day, Kyrie Irving is kind of a different cat, right? Whether it's Flat Earth, whether it's, you know, some of the other antics. Like, I just think that he said this because he's so excited for Kevin Durant more than it was actually a haymaker at LeBron. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it was more naive. of a nod to Kevin It is, but I'm just thinking, I think the way Kevin Kyrie Irving thinks, I think it's more of a nod to Kevin Durant. I mean, I think this is – he has always had a – for whatever reason, and, and you could – maybe some guys don't get along. It's not everybody's going to like LeBron James. But for whatever reason – Easy he, now. <laughs> for whatever reason, he wanted out Yeah. because he didn't want to play second fiddle to LeBron, and he hasn't lived up to being on his own, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And – now it feels like he's still trying to take shots at LeBron James, who, by the way, is about to win another championship mm-hmm. and is still playing at a super high level. Mm-hmm. So I just don't get I don't get the Kyrie Irving thing. Quite frankly, I feel like I thought Kyrie Irving was awesome when he was with LeBron. Yeah, I'm not saying he's terrible, but I think he has slid so far down the superstar chart, partially because of injury. Yeah, but it just feels like he slid down that chart. See, he is not in the upper. He's not like the first five guys I name in the NBA. And quite frankly, yeah. I'm not even sure he's in the top ten. I, I definitely put him top ten. Listen, I think this is just a result. Like Kyrie Irving now is the anti-hero. All right? And, and why I say that is because when he was in Cleveland, I thought him and LeBron had a good thing. Right? You won a championship. You brought hope back to the city of Cleveland. But let's be honest. Regardless of how great Kyrie Irving played in that series, he was Robin. All right, he was never Batman. It was never about Kyrie Irving. It was always about Le- LeBron James. And then you know when LeBron did his thing, and then you know they kind of had their falling out. Like, well, Kyrie was kind of left on the back burner a little bit. So he goes someplace else, and now he's kind of the man. Like, so this is like Kyrie Irving kind of coming out of his shell, and now he's the Batman of his own story. Let's just say, and he's the Batman, but he could be a little bitter of a Batman. Right, because he's obviously bitter at LeBron James and how that all went down in Cleveland, how that all transpired. So, I don't think Kyrie Irving's a bad dude. I don't think like he really means ill will towards LeBron James or this is like a haymaker at LeBron James. I just think that this is a passive aggressive move to say, you know what, I'm super excited for Kevin Durant, and he's trying to put the whole Cleveland stuff behind him. Maybe that's just me thinking out loud. I don't know. Uh, you know, no. what else could I mean, do you really think he's that dense to say LeBron James can make a big shot? Like, he's not that dense, Brent. I don't care if you believe in flat earth or not. You're not that dense. Well, I think our – but, I mean, you got to know what you're saying. I mean, you've been in front of microphones long enough. you got to kind of know what you're saying. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I like I love Kyrie Irving as the second guy in Cleveland to LeBron. I thought he was awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just such a good compliment. He's going to be the second guy again, by the way, in Brooklyn. I mean, Durant's the guy. Mm-hmm. So it's not even close between Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Just like, quite frankly, it wasn't close between LeBron and Kyrie Irving. There's yeah. there's a huge drop-off. He's a good player. Yeah. It's a huge drop-off. Yeah. But, I mean, it's different. Like, 
you can't really compare Kyrie to, I mean, this, obviously, Kevin Durant's a, he's an animal, um, you know, he's a matchup nightmare, but Kyrie Irving is a facilitator, man. Like, he, a lot of that offense is going to run through Kyrie Irving, so yeah. you can't knock him too much. Yeah, he'll have the ball in his hands more Correct. in that sense, but, I mean, seven-foot guys have the ball in their hands all the time, too, now in the yeah. NBA. So, it, it, I also think what soured this a little bit is he goes to Boston, and it's he's kind of a bad guy there, too. Yeah. Right? I mean... Yeah, that thing was sour in Boston. It was. So it was right now, it's kind of like wherever Kyrie goes. Yeah, I mean, I he think ain't happy, or true. somebody's not happy. True. Well, you know, like how we always call Leonard Fournette like misunderstood, right? I think Kyrie Irving is kind of like the NBA version of that. Like, yeah. I, I mean, and listen, I don't, I don't know Kyrie personally. Um, I don't know what he's all about. I just think the guy, for whatever reason, is a little misunderstood and goes about things maybe. Uh, not the most positive of ways and puts a lot of this stuff on himself for whatever reason. But I think deep down he's actually a good dude. All right. Uh, 2 nothing. by the way. The Marlins lead the Cubs. Wh- one Ninth more time in- for the people in the back. 2 nothing. Marlins lead the Cubs. Could sweep the Cubbies. Should we go live play-by-play for this final inning here? I'd love to do that. No, I don't think people want that. The, the, I do. The story here is, is it, it, the Marlins have never, they don't go to the playoffs much, but when they go, they win all their series. They've never lost a series, I don't think. Huh. I think that's the story. I okay. gotta look up that stat, but I'm pretty sure I heard they've never lost a series. Ever. Which means they've been in the playoffs just a couple of those two times uh, when they won the Yeah, yeah. When they were Dang. winning the World Series. Yeah. I'm about to fact check that. Yeah, do that. Because yeah. I feel like I heard that. And it doesn't <laughs> I mean, sound a, like it makes a lot of sense. That's that's a pretty crazy stat if that's true. But we have some crazy stats around. Uh, no doubt. Hey, I want to remind folks, uh, we're going to talk a little baseball, but I want to remind folks, uh, FSU tomorrow plays uh, Jacksonville State. That will be on ESPN 690. Of course, ESPN 690, your home for Seminoles football and basketball here in Northeast Florida. So you can check the game out uh, if you're driving around or have some errands to do. Tune in ESPN 690. You can hear it loud and clear all over Northeast Florida. You are absolutely right, Brad I heard Martin. that one right. I mean, it's not like I looked it up. I yeah. heard it, and I and. That's correct, right? That's insane. Isn't that, that is wild? Correct. So they've only gone twice. 1997 and 2003. Oof. Uh, that's wild. And they're yeah. on their way to winning this one. Yeah. So look out for the Marlins. When they get in, yeah. they do big things. Absolutely. And this was an unexpected trip to the postseason to oh, begin with. Oh, who are you telling? But this would be a huge upset. Especially after Cubs. last season, right? I mean, they were, they were horrible last season. Yeah. Attendance was a joke last year. By the way, how about one of the most competitive divisions in baseball, year in, year out, is the NL Central. Yeah. If... The Padres win tonight over Cardinals, and the Cubs, this stays the same way. The NL Central is eliminated. They had four teams in and yeah. eliminated. Yeah. That would be wild. It's very in wild. In the opening round. Yeah. Uh, quote, unquote, the most competitive division of all baseball. So much for that. Um, listen, Brent, I mean, if anything, it just shows you how good Derek Jeter is compared to A-Rod, right? Because Derek Jeter right now has the Marlins firing all cylinders, possibly going to another World Series. Have never lost a playoff series in their entire uh, you know franchise history, let's just say. And meanwhile, you got A-Rod over there trying to buy the Mets. Didn't work out. And then, <laughs> then you got J-Lo crying about it on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Advantage no. Derek Jeter. What? Was she not crying? What? How's that not advantage Derek Jeter? Did you see J-Lo? I can't believe it. We tried so hard. <sighs> but what if you just stop at J-Lo? Do you want to bring... Ah, that's a good point. Didn't Derek Jeter... Wasn't he tied to Madonna, Derek Jeter was? He's been tied to a lot of folks. Yeah, there so, he goes. He's doing fine. He's probably he's doing, doing fine. fine. He's just talking. He doesn't, he doesn't flex about it. <laughs> no, he's, he's not on Instagram about it. He's oh, Derek Jeter is? Model now. Oh, yeah, yeah. The swimsuit model. Yeah. Yeah, so he's fine. But I don't know her name. And I know J-Lo's name. Yeah, well, yeah, but at the same time, you, hey, but you don't see Derek Jeter on TikTok being forced to do TikToks with his wife. <laughs> Am I right? 
So who's really winning right now? I'm sure in overall Jeter's winning. Yeah, exactly. But he still has had a lot of stress in age 10 years, probably rebuilding the Marlins. No, the last absolutely. Couple of years. But I'm I mean, just he did lose Ozuna, Yelich, and Stanton. <laughs> that's a good point. All within about three that's months. Rough. That's rough. <laughs> and attendance is rough. But I'm just saying, like, are you truly winning if you have to, like, switch clothes in a TikTok video with your wife, Jennifer Lopez, all the time? Probably not. You think A-Rod signed up for that? No. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Derek Jeter. Ten, it's going on with 10-8 round. 10-8 round for Derek Jeter versus A-Rod. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to put that Take as a bold question. Take the Jennifer Lopez goggles off for two seconds. No. <laughs> Scott with the with the MVP quote of the day. No. <laughs> Scott on the show the last couple of days, ribs, cake, and J-Lo. Yeah. Hang on one second. Let me see who Derek Jeter is. See, now you, now you got me I think interested. she's a uh, supermodel. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Hannah Jeter. Shame on you I, guys. I don't think that's her her name. Oh, no. I mean, I don't know what her... I mean, listen, that is now. But. Yeah. I mean, I, I type in Derek Jeter with, I get Hannah Jeter. I don't know what you want me to tell you, Brent. Yeah. It doesn't say her real name. Uh, speaking of baseball, though, more importantly, I This think, is baseball. It's fine. 60-game season, expanded playoffs. Mm-hmm. I kind of dig the expanded playoffs. I, I like this... I like this... Best of three, more than I thought I would. Okay. I don't know if it's completely fair. I don't know if it's going to get the best teams in, although it looks like we're shaping that way in the AL. Uh, the Cubs are a big loss in the NL, but still, you got the Braves and you got you know, the Dodgers. So I think we're okay Like in terms of the teams that there's an upset here or there, mm-hmm. but still the teams that were really, really good have advanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if the Cubs are in the really, really good category like the Dodgers, right? Uh, the Rays were the number one seed. They advanced. The Yankees kind of get a second life in the postseason. Houston gets a second life because they don't look good at all in the in the regular season. They jump in. So I uh, I like the eight playoffs, but it also comes with 60-game season. So this is what I was thinking of today. Ty says this to me. Okay. He says, uh, I wish they would just play 60 games. Oh, Ty. And do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so 60 like games, seasons? crown a winner, 60 games, crown a winner. <laughs> Which they're not going to do. No. But the point being, 162 games has been talked about for a long time as being too long. Yeah. A 100-game season, 120-game season, fresher arms, fresher bodies, expanded playoffs. I think a big factor in this is I don't like seeing baseball played on November 3rd when it's 36 degrees in Boston, New York, or Chicago. And you're not going to get that this year because of the bubbles, but you get that a lot of times. And it's freezing rain. And it's just awful. It's bad to watch. It looks painful. But here's here's the thing, though, to, to, to break it down. If you gave a kid a stick and a ball in that temperature and told them to go outside and play, are they going to play baseball? You're damn right they are. So well, yeah, batter up. Yeah, Brandon, but you're a collegiate player, man. Like, well, so like, listen, from my experience, like playing in the cold in like in the league or playing football, like, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, right? Like, eventually, a couple plays in, you're warmed up, you're ready to go. But like from a baseball perspective, where it's a little more, um, you know, it's not as so intense. Obviously, it's not as physical, and you're just standing out there. How does the cold affect you? I think it sucked playing in the cold. Yeah, I mean, I played in the cold all my life, really. I mean, yeah, I played in a. Two inches of snow at Saginaw Valley State. It literally had two <laughs> inches of snow on the ground it's not by the end of the game. I mean, we seriously, it snowed the whole time. Yeah. And we snuck the game in uh, because you got to go back and you, you can't make it up the next day or whatever. Sure, and so yeah. you try to do it. But, I mean, you know, you played uh, in Wisconsin. Anybody who's yeah. played 
north of North Carolina has experienced what baseball is in the spring for yeah. up there. And so it stinks. Like I tell my kids all the time, I say, first of all, you're, it's, it's a blessing to be able to play down here. Everybody sure. who played up north is jealous that you played down here in the sport of baseball. And probably it goes for lacrosse and other sports too. Mm-hmm. But like I would, if I, if I had to do it again and I was from around, I would go to like a smaller school that I could play at probably in the south than go sit there and play in the cold in the north. Yeah. You know, um, and it's not it's not across the board. I mean, it wasn't cold every game we played. Just had a couple of moments like that. But it's cold quite a bit, yeah. man. I mean, it doesn't feel like it just, it's not. You're a bundle. Listen, when you get your uniforms yeah. at Ashland University in North Central Ohio, you also, as part of your uniform package, bought a coat like a winter coat <laughs> that said Ashland Eagles baseball. <laughs> That tells yeah. the story. Yeah, there you go. Say no more. That in a stocking cap. Yeah, that's yeah. part of your uniform. <laughs> and, and hand warmers too. Yeah. And did you wear them on the field? <laughs> Admits. I mean, did at you? times, you know, not I don't know where the jacket, but you wore a hat. I mean, I played with a stocking cap see, on. No, 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 no. See, you can't. I mean, with all the respect, you can't do that. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I know. Have. I know that they do that too in the MLB sometimes. Yeah. They have like the. It's, it's like a headband. It yeah, seems like. they yeah, have that your now. Ears. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's, that's not that's not baseball. But I mean, I'm basically, sorry. like we get the same uniform as the ice fishing team. <laughs> you have an ice fishing team in no, Ashland? I'm just oh, making I, that I up. Know. It just sounded good. But yeah, yeah, it did. sounded great. my point. Yeah. That's no fun playing yeah. baseball. So that's a little bit of a part of it for me as a baseball guy. I don't like. Uh, I don't. I don't like it finishing that late. I, I think they should shrink the season somehow. Or I would play if you want to stick with the schedule. I'd play earlier yeah. and keep the games down south. Now that we know this bubble thing, and just still end the season earlier. Like yeah. I think you could do that. So what, what, that's, that's I think, the last part of this, uh, really. I think the big part is, is 162 games too much? We have short attention spans. Major League Baseball gets kind of swallowed up in all the other sports. Yeah. They're keeping nobody's attention for eight months. What we get, is this more fun, this March Madness style? So you take that part first. Can we do expanded playoffs? Well, if you do, that's going to back the calendar up. So that you got to either create more double headers, you got to eliminate some games, you got to start earlier. Mm-hmm. And so I like this March Madness style kind of format. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, again, I always say this, kids are used to this format. They're not used to the old formats. Like kids that play ball now play in brackets, right? Mm-hmm. When they play video games, they play maybe in brackets, whatever sure. it is. So brackets are cool. That's why March Madness is cool. Yeah. Like brackets. That's why we want to play off in college football because brackets are cool. Like we like seeing the AFC wild card picture, even though it's not this huge bracket. We like to see the bracket. And I think kids like that. I think we like that. I think baseball. I saw it the other day. I saw the bracket up. I was like, hey, the bracket looks kind of cool. There's 16 teams. That yeah. looks like a normal bracket. Yeah. That's not a bad call. So I, I like this there. part of it. Sure. The bigger question is then do you shrink this season? That way, and I, and I don't like that. I, I, why? Why? Because baseball to me, what made it so special was as was I gonna see Ken Griffey Jr., Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, or Barry Bonds break a home run record? Like to me, baseball it's about history, and with history, it's all about statistics. If you shorten the season to sixty, seventy, eighty games, you lose that history. Now all of a sudden, it's different again, and like. 
to me, like, so for instance, right? So, like, home runs don't dictate how good a baseball player you are, right? But I can take a look at, like, Christian Yelich and be like, well, look at how many home runs he had last year. That's a good player, right? And I'm afraid that if you take too many games away, then you lose, like, that comparison. And now it's like, I got to do, like, some extra homework to find out, okay, well, let's see what this guy is doing with what he's working with and stuff like that. So I guess my inner child doesn't want to see it happen. I guess my respect for the statistics and the history of the game doesn't want to see it happen. And I guess just my... My overall knowledge of who's good, who's bad is going to be uh, deeply affected if it's a shorter season. I, I, I totally appreciate it, and I feel kind of the same way in a lot of respects. Uh, I have said before, why are we tinkering with three batters you got to pitch to if you're a reliever? Why yeah. is clocks on the mound? I said, you know what? We could really solve a lot of this problem if we just go to seven-inning games. People mm-hmm. are used to seven-inning games. You shrink it from nine to seven. Sure, the record books would suffer, but wouldn't that ev- solve a lot of problems if you just went to seven-inning games? And people who grow up playing baseball, it's not the norm is nine. It's seven. Like six and seven inning games are what you play as a little league or going up through high school and sometimes even in college and sometimes even at the minor league level, depending if you have double headers and stuff. So I think the seven inning thought is so out there. It's like, oh, man, it's going to damage the record books. And so I appreciate the record book conversation. There are there's no sport that just loves the record book more than baseball. And we celebrate that. We celebrate it. We should celebrate it. We love it. But here's a thought on that. Isn't Major League Baseball kind of blowing up the record book anyway? Isn't the game of baseball kind of skewing the record book anyway? The amount of strikeouts in the game, the amount of home runs in the game, the juiced balls that Major League Baseball has been willing to push into the game. Well, you're already fabricating the record books. You're changing them just because it says 162. This is a different world. Like, all the record books are changing. Because of the style of the sport. And for worse or for better. Some people might say, hey, the game's much better now. It's the way it should be played. Uh, you're hitting bombs and people love to see it. I read a stat today. Here's a stat from Ken Rosenthal. And this was like, whoa. It's like so far in the playoffs, 39% of plate appearances have ended in one of three true outcomes. Hmm. A walk, a hit. I'm sorry, a walk, a strikeout, or a home run. 39% of at-bats end in a walk a home run, or a strikeout. That's crazy. My response to that was, why don't we just go to the old backyard theory and go one-on-one with an automatic quarterback? Remember that when you played that in football? Yeah. We'll just do one-on-one with an automatic catcher. Like, do you even need fielders anymore? Mm -hmm. And and that's obviously dramatic. But that shows you how much the game has changed, right? The game has changed strategically. This is all about long ball versus how much spin rate, how fast you throw. Uh, we are seeing the game so, so far change, like so drastically, that do the record books even matter because they're all changing anyway? See, I get what you're saying, Brent, but like I, I appreciate the record books more specifically. I appreciate the record books in baseball, right? Like I can have, I, I can sit here and say Dan Marino, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. You know, Brett Favre, one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. All these things. I don't really know their stats. I don't know like where they rank on um, like in terms of touchdown pass. I know Drew Brees has the record now. I think Tom yeah. Brady's close to that and Peyton Manning's up there as well. But like to me, like listen, I know Pete Rose is the hit leader of all time. No, I don't know Pete Rose uh, obviously as a baseball player. Um I think Ty Cobb's second. Like I I never got yeah. to watch Ty Cobb really. I don't yeah, know. We know, I, those. I don't know yeah, I don't know who Ty Cobb is, but thanks to that record, because it's so big in baseball is getting a hit, obviously. Now maybe it's more about home runs and actually just getting a single or a double. But, like, I know those guys because of those records. 
I don't want those guys to go away because now we're changing the stats and the records with a shortened season. Yeah, it, again, I, I think it's a – I'm very uh, sensitive to that point. Like yeah. I, I'm a, I've always thought that. I've believed in that. But my kid told me today, and he's a huge baseball guy, and he's 15 years old, and he's a young generation, and that's what the future of this game is yeah. about. And that's the future that Major League Baseball has done an awful job with. And yeah. you know what he told me? He said, I like this short season. Yeah. I, I like the 60 game. He will watch baseball all day, all night for 12 months out of the year. Yeah. But he said, I like the short season. And I'll tell you, I like, and I think more people like this March Madness style playoffs. Well, what do you have to do to get to that? And I don't know what the regular season number is. Keep in mind, used to be 154. We went to 162. If you drop back to 140, would it really change? Heck, mm-hmm. it might even up the record books. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. with the amount of home runs being hit. So, you know, I really believe if we're if we're being honest with ourselves, when they allowed the steroid era to take place, mm-hmm. the fact that they didn't erase those records that were made, Maguire's, the Bonds, whatever yeah. else, that was maybe the most sacred record in all of sports, mm-hmm. the home run record. And Major League Baseball said, eh, we don't care. We'll turn our cheek. If you want to do drugs and, and, <laughs> and hit home runs, that's fine. Yeah. And so when they did that, they showed no respect, in my opinion, for the record books. They, 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 it wasn't as sacred as we as fans all felt it was. Major League Baseball allowed that to happen. Well, now it's time to cater to the fans again, the future of your sport. And the future of your sport is obviously home runs. Chicks dig the long ball. Kids like watching these. Heck, I like watching these guys hit home runs. You're not playing the same game anymore. That's fact. Again, we can argue whether it's good or bad, but it's fact. So if you're going to do that, acknowledge that 162 is irrelevant now, too. Sure. Because nobody's paying attention for 162. Yeah. People are getting hurt for 162. The quality of ball might not be as good for 162. Mm-hmm. And so limit the amount of games. Have more playoffs because we love playoffs. Mm-hmm. The intensity is up. Attendance will be good. Viewership's better in postseason play in any sport. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying dismiss the record books. You're always on to the past in this great, great game. Have to. But nothing is relevant to the past anymore. This is a game that didn't change for a long, long time. It might change here or there with a trend. But nothing is – the game never has changed before in the history of 100 and whatever years as much as it's changed, quite frankly, in the last 10 years. And to be fair, if you keep on, I guess – Living in the past, how's that going to affect the game, right? Like we, we've, I mean, at least I think that the game needs some changing, right? That the game needs to be freshened up, personalities need to show through, um, and players need to be showcased, right? And if this is a way to showcase that, then so be it. Because at the end of the day, you said it perfectly. You know, this isn't about what I think. It's not really about what you think. This is for the next generation uh, of baseball fans. And at the end of the day, whether you go 62 games in a season, whether you go 162, whether you go 80, it doesn't really matter because guess what? I I say I'm going to hate it. I'm going to be the old guy on the lawn saying get off my lawn and all that good stuff. And I'm going to say, well, I can't believe they're doing this. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to watch my Brewers. I'm still going to tune in opening day. Still going to cheer them on regardless of how many games it's going to be. So I'm not going anywhere. You know, like, yeah, uh, uh, maybe I'd have some opinions about it, but I'm still going to tune in. At the end of the day, that's what they need. They, they, they need the, the current baseball fan to still tune in, and they need the next generation to say, you know what, this is better than it was before. It's a really good point. We, as people who knew the game, whatever it was, or had felt, fallen in love with that, will adapt. Yeah. The more important thing here for the sport is 
will the younger generation help grow it? Correct. So you have to appease that generation to some degree. Yeah. That's why we now don't mind bat flips. <laughs> That's why we like Fernando Tatis. Yeah. We're quite frankly, ten years ago, we would have hit the guy in the dome. <laughs> yeah. Probably yeah. twice. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. we don't do it anymore. Because so baseball needs guys like that. They need them, and yep. uh, you know they still have a lot of work to do on their end. But they now have some of that kind of players, a mm-hmm. marketable player, transcendent potentially if they do it the right way. Uh, there, there we call it the uh, attitude era. Yeah, I, I mean, like it. It could be in baseball. <laughs> I mean, along with the home run era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once again. So anyway, some thoughts on baseball. Uh, it, meanwhile, enjoy the playoffs. Yeah, it, that, uh, the that was very therapeutic conversation, Brent. Thanks for bringing that up, man. It, it's I a feel game better. Uh, hang on. Let's get the horn ready in case they are. Uh, bottom of the ninth, two outs. Yes. Is it over? That's it. That's it? Kipnis. Ha! Choked. <laughs> Bums. Bunch of bums in Chicago. Thanks for coming, Miami. Good luck to you, Derek Jeter. Way better than Alex Rodriguez. You keep winning, Derek Jeter. Nicely done, sir. I uh, I respect that a lot, and I hope there's a moment on the show I can do that about the Yankees in the coming days. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's therapeutic once it, again. It would be feels, very therapeutic. Oh, best Friday ever, man. Uh, you know what? This pandemic's been a lot of stuff going wrong, right, man? I mean, there's just so much going on right now. You know, Democrat, Republican, all this stuff. But you know what? The Cubs still suck. And at the end of the day, <laughs> I can always celebrate that. So I, it's not so bad. I'm sorry, Kaylee Brooks. Sorry, Ben Williams, my roommate from college. He'll be so mad that the I'm River. not endorsing it. That's Austin Lane, yeah. but you can go fight him in a cage welcome, if you want. Welcome to the bottom half with Milwaukee Brewers, man. We, <laughs> we we all float down here. Enjoy. All right, we better take a break so we can come back and finish up a week here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We do it with some football talk and one final thought right after this on ESPN 690. Hey, I'm Jay DeMarcus from Rascal Flats, and this is Action Sports Jacks. Dodgers 3, Milwaukee nothing. Bratterall on in relief of Kershaw. The pitch to Ben Gamble. He swings and a fly ball to left field. Taylor is there. He's got it in the Dodgers. Two wins down. 11 to go in search of the elusive 1988 curse. They just want to get rid of it once and for all. The first step. They eliminated the Brewers tonight. That's old Charlie Steiner. Oh, yeah? I'll have a look, though. Oh, yeah? I didn't. If you tuned into the stream, you saw the look as he turns into the camera. Is this this your doing? That was not me. You couldn't resist, could you? You couldn't resist. did I? That that was all me. 1.30 in the morning last time I was up to again, watching that late game. And that's how you're doing me. Okay. Sorry, Ben Gamble. Okay. I, I'm sorry. It was one of the highlights that was featured, and it was like a, a nice game wrap. So. A highlight for who? Not me, certainly. Not for Ben Gamble. No. From here in Jackson. If, if it helps one. at all, yeah, Coos sent it to me. <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> that was that's Charlie right. Steiner. I'm him. Charlie Steiner, man. He's still doing it. He used to do the Yankees. Legend. Gosh, I don't have to listen to him on the Yankees anymore. Oof. Hated those. All those Yankee guys. Yeah. I was in Albany, New York, and I saw you listen to I like Charlie Steiner, though. Uh, I mean, he's, 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 he's like the typical New York guy, it seems like. Yeah, he's Yeah, good. yeah. Uh, but not announcing the Yankees, obviously. Nah. Yeah. Who do the Sox Steiner's have? Steiner's low-key. Yeah. I don't even know who the Red Sox are having. Now, if no? they still have... <laughs> Announcers? You don't, they don't do that? What are they? I haven't listened to a Red Sox game on the radio in forever. Oh, that's, that's the best thing, man. Like, you put on the TV and you listen to the radio? That's what I used to do. At least, well, I, I mean, I used to. I'm yeah, just saying I haven't. There's not much like, I'm not buying whatever you got to buy to listen to the games. Yeah. Uh, I'm, as Joe Stiglione still, is he 
retired, gone. I don't even. I know. mean, that's just a name you threw at me. It doesn't mean anything to me, man. I'm sorry. All I know is Milwaukee's rocking with Bob Euchre. Can't go wrong with that. I've, I hesitate to say anybody's name because I just don't know if they're. Um, so yeah, Joe Castiglione. Cool. It says is an American radio announcer for the Red Sox, so he must still be. Currently, yeah. yeah. It's not was, it's is. I like yeah. it. Uh, so there you go. There's also a Joe Castiglione who is a um, uh, an athletic director. Okay. At the University of Oklahoma. Okay. Is there any more that owns like a like an Italian restaurant? Because it sounds like <laughs> his last name sounds like an Italian restaurant. Don't I don't want to be mean, but it does. Well, it's not mean. I'd probably <laughs> like Yeah, yeah. Probably have some good lasagna. I, absolutely. At the Castiglione's house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, I was thinking of this. You guys can help me out, okay? So this has been like one of – this hasn't been – if I'm being completely honest, this was not my favorite week. Like 2020 has been not a great year for a lot of folks. Like this year has been weird. It's been odd. It's like I, I'm, right. I'm not going to over-dramatize and say it's been a bad year. Okay. This past week, n- not a fan of this week. Nothing like catastrophic, like, a, you know, well, people sick or anything like that. It's a safe it's just, space here, Brent. So. Yeah, I've just been uh, – yeah, sometimes this business gets you going. Uh, you know, sometimes it's like you get frustrated or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll leave it at that. But <laughs> for a variety, or just sometimes I'll work myself up. Yeah. Or sometimes it's actually like the crash because, like, for the last month we've been like go 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 go, and now we launched all our shows, and now we kind of settle into like a. A uh, regular rhythm yeah, of the, the football season. Yeah, you guys are killing it with the high school football, too. Yeah, I mean, you so guys are crushing it. all this stuff, you know, it's just go, go, and then you stop it. So it's kind of like, all right, I feel like I should be doing something more than I'm doing. You know, you get a little one of those feelings. Sure. So the combination of all. And so I'm thinking to, uh, late last night on it because I'm kind of like pissed off right, at I'm, the I, latest thing. Hang on, I'm going to lean back a little bit. I'm yeah. gonna really going to take this conversation in here. I'm going to help you out. Yeah, bro. you guys will be good with this, I think. Yeah, what do you got, man? And so I said... There was like a song on the radio at the time, or maybe I had it like on my iPod. I maybe it was like a little Brett Eldridge or something, his new album. Sure. And um, and so I was listening. So I was like, oh, that's kind of a good song. I like it's kind of a reflective song. Sure. Right. And so I said, I wonder what other like songs would get me out of thinking like I'm on a pissy mood. Absolutely. I didn't really come up with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was kind of wondering. Wait. I was like. Is there is there a, is there music? Hold on, is this music talk right now? Yeah, is music talk right now on ESPN six nine. If you say it, I might stop it. Okay, sorry. John, call it. John Blackman. We're talking music, dude. Come in. The pool's fine. Let's go. So it, water feels good. So I was kind of thinking, there's twofold, right? It's like, what songs do you, if you're like kind of in like a, not like I, like a down in the dumps mood, more like kind of like ticked off at every little sure. thing that goes on move yeah and mood and so i was like what songs kind of like will, will you play or to kind of get you out of that <sighs> funk yeah because there's two different styles here right you can go like up give me something upbeat you know get sure. me like whatever yeah, yeah. like uh i don't know uh it's something that you listen to at the gym taylor swift <laughs> yes go on i'm bad at examples here. old school taylor swift but yes or is it Shake more it like, for me, I found it was more like these reflective songs, more like get, oh, get you thinking about home. I mean, you, you're, you're thinking speaking about, of my language right you know, now, it's man. More, li- more like that. Like, yeah. uh, you like this drop, like a like a humble in kind from Tim McGraw or something. Sure. No, not the egg. <laughs> hey, get a Tim, Tim McGraw, McGraw reference. <laughs> it's been too long, Brent. It's been too long, Brent. <laughs> since good. we've got a Tim McGraw <laughs> reference uh, on this show. 
So, Shout out to Tim McGraw. So I just wondered, like, what is it? It's a good call, man. Is there um, a song? Well, like, is, people, is it a genre? Is it a, is it a style? It, so keep in mind, I mean, I, I wrote a paper about this in, in, in college. Get out of here. Uh, music perception. Come on now. Yeah, so with music perception and kind of like with music theory, um, there's a couple ways to go about this, right? So obviously, if you're kind of in a, in a bad mood or a sad mood, like, for instance, let me share my example real quick. So when I got cut from the Jacksonville Jaguars, I was saying see it coming. Right. And um, it was one of the most probably traumatic and hardest experiences of my life at the time. Now, I look back on it, it's like, dude, that's just life. Like everyone loses their job. Everyone gets, you know, fired from something probably. So in re- reflection, it, well, it's not that big of a deal. But at the time, I was like in like anxiety mode. Like I didn't know what to do. I remember I went out to my truck and I, I was crying on the steering wheel. Like, well, I don't know what to do. Like it was just it was horrible. And I got back to my apartment right after that. And first I called my mom, said, Mom, you know what happened? And she said, it's going to be okay and all that, you know, mom stuff. But, like, to be fair, I just still didn't feel, like, you know, good about the situation. So I put on my headphones, my $500 Beats by Dre headphones that I spent way too much money. They lasted me a year, and that was it. Trash headphones, by the way. Sorry, Dr. Dre. But For 500 bucks? 500 bucks, man. Yeah, yeah. I went above and beyond. Um, I, I put Pink Floyd, and I put the dark side of the moon in and for a couple reasons. Number one, the last thing I wanted to hear was some kind of upbeat song to get me motivated because I wasn't in a, I wasn't in a being motivated kind of mood. I, I was in a mood that I needed to sit back a little bit. I needed to evaluate. And you know what? I just kind of need to get lost a little bit. So that was the beauty, at least in my opinion, with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, one of my favorite albums of all time, where to me, it's not even an album. It's it's a 45, 46 minute piece of art because you don't know where, where it starts and when it stops. Yeah. Like most songs, you know, it stops. No, the, the song, I mean, the whole album just it's one giant song. So I closed my eyes for 45 minutes, didn't fall asleep. I just took some deep breaths, listened to the music. And when I was done after those 45 minutes, I was a new person and I was ready to take on the day again. So for me, I need more of inward thinking music, more somber, more melancholy music, as opposed to the, you know, like the 120 beats per minute, like in your face, let's get yeah, ready to go. Yeah. No, you need something more somber. So you did an actual like paper on yeah, this? Yeah, so m- my paper was a lot about music perception. And one of the things I talked about here, the research I did is like, usually when songs need to comfort us, we go back to when times were different. Mostly those times being childhood memories. Mm-hmm. See, right? yeah, that's where I was reflective exactly. songs. Exactly. So usually reflective songs are a big thing. And it's, it's, it could be like in our subconscious where we don't even recognize it until we hear it. Right? But, oh, oh, Scott. Here we go, man. Right? I'm going back to the couch now, shutting my eyes out. Can't wait. But for sure, he's bringing in Tim McGraw here. Oh, no, he should have. <laughs> yeah, maybe that one's coming next. But at the end of the day, listen. Tim McGraw, um, Pink Floyd. No yeah. contest. But, but listen, like the, the beauty with music, though, whether we know it or not, is that it can take us back to a better time. So if you find those songs that you either consciously or subconsciously can relate to back in your youth when times were good, those can get you through a lot of things. Yeah. I think, oh yeah, you're right. So I think the, more of the subconscious ones that you're yeah. like, okay, kind of wandering back. All right, so there it is. Um, so I would think that's probably the answer, more of the reflective songs. Reflective then. songs, I was thinking yeah. of that, though. I was like, I wonder what the style would have, like, uh, am I just doing that or most people do that? Or yeah. you want to go bang your head against the wall and listen to well, Rage and, Against the Machine? Well, and listen, and some people, <laughs> that's the, that's what it takes as well, though. And like, to, to prove that point, also in my paper, I talked about the the, the, the power of concerts, right? So you, you mentioned Rage Against the Machine, right? It's a very upbeat, in-your-face, very lyrical type of music. Well, let's say you're a, an, like an 8-to-5 businessman, right? 
And then also you listen to Rage Against the Machine. Obviously, you want to, like, you, you leave in work, bosses all over you, and you're just slamming the horn. I'm out of here for the weekend. See you guys later. But keep in mind, like, that guy still has a perception of, oh, he's a businessman. He's maybe a family man. But then let's take that and let's go to a concert with that, right? Where if you're at a concert, at a Rage Against the Machine concert, and you're around your peers that enjoy that same type of music, you, you, you could be inclined to get in a mosh pit. Now, if you're at the concert by yourself, you would never get in a mosh pit. You would never push people. You're a businessman. You wear a suit and tie every single day. You would never Easy push now. people and things like that. But at the same time, if you're around a bunch of people who share your passion with that music, now you're more inclined to act kind of out of nature a little bit, a little more animalistic, and get in a mosh pit. Well, there you go. I mean, that was. hope you got an A on that paper. I did, man. 45 pages. 45 pages? It was my senior paper. Ooh, baby. Yeah, yeah. That was good. I liked it. What Thanks, a great man. topic. Yeah. Man, that's really bookended the last couple of shows. Yeah. From ribs and golf to music. <laughs> didn't even know you were going to bring that. Yeah. I didn't know you were going to bring no that either, preparation. Man. No preparation improv, baby. I mean, we're just here for you. Yeah. Uh, how about one last thing? How about give me one thing? What you got on the weekend? Oh, man. Give me one thing. You know what? My son starts basketball um, up Poop this Sunday. Up, so, yeah. So, he's got those new kicks. Oh, yeah. The, the Giannis's. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I hope, I hope he doesn't, like, push somebody or headbutt somebody like he did against, uh, I think it was the Magic. Um, yeah. So, we're starting basketball. Really excited for that. We had T-ball before. It went okay. So you've done T-ball and now so, basketball. So you've done soccer? Yeah, we did soccer first, then T-ball, now we're on to basketball. It's kind of like a three-week thing for every sport because, you know, he's only five. Oh, okay, so. I like it. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you get a little bit of a each. Did he like the other two or no? So- soccer went really good. Um, I think baseball is a little bit too slow for him right now because yeah. he has to – I mean, you're hitting a T, you know? Yeah, you yeah. have to get used to that. Uh, I think we're super excited, though, for basketball. Where does video gaming fit in the e- – eSports fit in the three-week uh, – I mean, that's Trial. more That's more of a, when it's not wrestling, then it's eSports. So go and ask my wife about that one, see how she feels about it. You guys locked into WWE tonight on Fox 30. Well, we're going to be watching the, the aftermath now, right? Obviously, uh, Roman Reigns still champion, the aftermath. I mean, the, the guy turned heel, Brent. Who saw that coming? So we got that, and maybe Retribution comes back as well. You excited for that? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> honest question, honest answer. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> I would say I'm more excited to watch some more baseball playoffs. Sure. Hey, start over, bro. A, a, a one thing uh, this this weekend. Uh, I I am looking forward to which team comes out for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Kind of like with one eye open. Yeah. Uh, so the Jags and Bengals uh, will go one o'clock on CBS 47. So uh, we'll see what happens with them. You have a good feeling. You do, because you picked them. Yeah, I do. Like, listen, this is the last chance for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have to show me that the team that we saw the first two weeks, is that's who you guys are. And that Dolphins game was a fluke. Um, If they come out, if they lay lay an egg against a very depleted right now defensive line, the Cincinnati Bengals, and against a rookie quarterback, then you are who we thought you were in terms of a couple years ago. And I don't want to go back to there, but, hey, it is what it is. We'll see what happens uh, with the Jags. What you got going on, Scott? Appreciate you jumping in for a couple of uh, days here for Coos. I'm looking forward to the fights this weekend. I've got uh, an opportunity to see Carlos Condit stepping back in the ring, and I haven't seen the natural born killer. The natural in a hot born minute. killers, but I didn't know he's coming back. Yeah, yeah, he's got uh, oh. he's got a fight against Court McGee. Yeah, and Court McGee is favored in this. Which interesting. I I can't. There's a there's I an age discrepancy though, Scott. I can't get my head around it, but I can look at the uh, fight history stats and I can see where they're going with hey, that. I'm just saying, Brent. Monday, if you have to take a little vacation, a little family time, go ahead and do that. Me and Scott will take over. We'll talk UFC and, Jag- and the Jaguars as well. Okay. But just 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 let you know. 
But uh, I'll let you know. How, how, depends how the Jags do. The <laughs> other fight I'm looking forward to is uh, Jermaine Duranamay. Yep. Against uh, Julianne Pena. Yep. And Absolutely. That's that's a, a anything could happen fight. Uh, no real preference on the odds on that one. Uh, Pena's a hell of a striker. Uh, Radman's got a lot to prove to uh, reclaim her ranking. So uh, that that could go anywhere, and I'm looking forward to that tomorrow night. Well, keep in mind, she just fought Aspen Ladd and absolutely like KO'd her. And right. you always see that a lot in women fighting, is just a clean KO. Yeah, drained her random. They call her the Iron Lady, by the way. Uh, 5'9", 135. Yeah, she brings it. Um, check out her. Check her out. Still got no uh, golf to talk about. I mean, is, is there some kind of, like, senior division we can talk about? Nah, I feel nothing. bad, man. Yeah, we no talked golf. wrestling today. No Seriously? Golf. golf would be way more fun if you could uh, hit them with the sticks. I, I, <laughs> I, well, some spouses do. <laughs> this is improv, by the way. We didn't plan that one. Some that are good. out there. Tiger just wins. Dude, dude, dude that was good, man. That was good. Uh, the... Uh, give me one thing is the, both kids are in action. I complained about this on Twitter uh, today. Okay. How about we're in a 19-team tournament? 19? Yeah, which okay. is whatever. I well, mean, it's, some, it's a lot of teams, I feel like, one. but okay. So 19-team tournament. Okay. Oh, fall, well, first tournament in a while, actually. Uh, I think it is for time. Maybe you had one rained out. And so his team's played it. Uh, supposed to. Now, I think everything got bumped. Apparently, it rained, like, down in Fort Pierce. Yeah. So I don't think... It's actually going the way it planned. Okay. But it was planned for 8 and 10.30 yep. tomorrow morning. Yep. Well, then you don't play again. The earliest you play, if you're in the consolation round, you don't make the top seven. Well, the, It's 1 o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. Right? So you drive back if you want and go back down. What, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, or you play at like 3.30. Yeah. But you could play, if you're the last two teams, you could play at 6. Sure. So you could play at 8, 10.30, and 6 the next night. Yeah, but here's the thing, what though. What are we doing? Here's the thing, though, Brent. We're, For the consolation game. Here's the thing, though. We're shaping young minds, right? So there is no consolations in life, so don't go to the consolation game. Okay? Uh, Either you win or you lose. There is no consolation in life. I would actually change in uh, baseball and softball. to. I wouldn't say consolation game. I would say get more at bat game. I like that. Get more at bat. Okay. I, I see that. Get, I see that point. Because, get more at bats. Oh. Because that's what it's all about. All I'm going to say is help me if Ronan never goes in the baseball route because that's, that, that's a full plate of baseball right there in softball for you. Yeah, it's that's, a good amount of baseball. I, like, I say this just give me football. on Twitter. Just give me one game. Baseball is the one that gets talked about the most. Yeah. But basketball, AU Listen, and stuff. They're all like it. Football, though, too. And if you don't want to admit it, dance is like it. <laughs> Cheerleading is like it. Volleyball is like it. Well. Ronan, get seven out that front seven. horn. Football is get like out it. that front horn. We're going to be a band nerd. Let's do it. We're going to play an orchestra. <laughs> I they call Jason Pitts. Like <laughs> I'm not sure there's concerts and stuff you got to go to. Yeah, but maybe you don't have to travel three One. hours to the concert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, play at 8 in the morning and then play at 6 the next night. <laughs> no, probably not. One concert, you're in and you're out. Let's watch some football. You can play all the way home. And you know what? There's no consolation concerts either. I should know. That's true. Good luck in your fantasy football leagues with all your picks and if your kids are playing sports. How about that? Dancing, I like that, man. Playing the trombone, saxophone, whatever. Thanks, Brent. Uh, and Shout have out. a good Friday night. We'll see you tonight. On the Friday Night Blitz and the Blitz Scoreboard Show, that starts at 9 o'clock again just on social media this time around because we have the NBA Finals coming up uh, on ESPN 690. Live local loud coming up right after us. We'll see you on TV, CBS 47 and Fox 30. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.